on this episode of Quantum Week 1978. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leave into a random week of a random year and talk about movies, music, headlines, stories. But uh, to celebrate our 100th, we are staying in 1978, the year, all week. Right. So this is episode 101. 101 uh, with Animal uh, House and Staying Alive. Yes. Last uh, last episode we did Superman. We did a um, uh, Steely Dan song. Peg, yep. Uh, so we are staying in 1978. We're going to tackle Animal House. Uh, before we do, let's talk some two tours. Yeah, let's talk about two tours. Uh uh, returning sponsor. Um, they're with us one for a month. One of our favorites. And, uh, and back with us for another month. Certainly one of our favorites. A great um, organization uh, providing excellent CBD products to you and me. And uh, the most recent product that I've been using is the is the sugar. You know the sugar. Three words. CBD infused sugar. Super psyched about that. Uh, put it in. Mix it in with my peanut butter. I know it sounds weird, but it tastes good. The hemp, the sugar, the peanut butter. Uh, I just eat it like that. It just adds a little bit of sweetness there and then makes me feel so good. Yeah, he loves it. So he good. loves that stuff. Uh, yeah, I use the drops. Uh, as I've talked about, it helps with my insomnia. They also have the salve. Yeah, the salve for, for my aching wrist. Wrist's been doing good, though. I'm like pretty, pretty good. Wow. Yeah, doing, you uh, that, huh? doing some uh, doing push-ups. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely feeling a lot better. You're going to be ready for tennis in the spring? Yeah, you're, you're going to go down. Um, <laughs> okay. But... Uh, all right. Actually, I haven't played tennis in forever. I'm yeah. sure you're about. I'm sure you're about. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm sure I am too. I do, but I do, I'm do, sure do, it'll be a game because I'm relatively athletic, just like <laughs> off the bench. Okay, sure. I'm sure you'll do great. It's kind of on this spike. I know you're your a world. Face. You're a world class athlete. I don't know about so. that. No, I never said that. I just it's so arrogant for someone who know <laughs> like you know I. Play but you tennis. don't know how well I play. You have no idea if I'm a world class. I go. I, I play weekly. So but you, I could have been a college like fucking D1 player. You brought that up already. Yeah, I'm pretty confident you. You don't know. Have you ever had a tennis lesson in your life? Uh, yes, I've had tennis lessons and right. I played, I played not, I wouldn't say quite a bit, but I played mm, f- frequently growing up. My, like my family liked to play tennis right. and yeah, I like tennis. I'm going like to smash tennis. that ball right in your fucking face. Okay, great. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, but anyway, two tours, CBD, go to two tours.com. Uh, if you use code word QW, then you get 10% off and free shipping. Also want to thank our patrons, um, Ross, Michelle, Richard C. You guys are the best. Thank you, Ross, Michelle, Richard C. Uh, our Patreon show uh, tomorrow uh, will be Grease, and then we're doing a song from Grease as well. You better shape up. Yo, you better shape up. Okay. No, no, no that's not the name oh. of the song. I'm saying you better shape oh, up in right. time for that show tomorrow. No, we're doing You're the One That I Want. You're the One That I Want. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're covering that movie, so we'll keep up the 78 stuff uh, into the Patreon show. Yeah. Animal House? Animal House. Okay. Um... Yeah, so this is so there's a common thread between the song, uh, which is "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees, yep. and uh, "Animal House," um, and I think that the the thread for me a little bit is uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Um, now, both of these things, and we'll talk more about the song obviously later, but the, yeah. both of these things are, are quite good um, in my opinion. I think the the movie, let's talk about the focus of the movie, I guess, uh, sure, sure. is uh, is a is a very good comedy. The things. I struggle watching it now in 2021, which is how I have, which is the, the, that's the show we yep, do. That's, that's what we do is that it's so iconic. You know, the jokes are so like 
it must have been an entirely different experience walking the movie theater and seeing this the first time. Yeah, you hear Toga Toga, and you're like, I was just fucking hurt. I toga, know, toga. I just oh, can't do it anymore. Toga, toga. I know. And yeah, it's not, it. it's no one's fault. Like, no. The filmmakers, if anything, it's the filmmaker's credit. This has become, the other thing too is like, I love, I really respect baby boomer culture, like their music, the stuff that, you know, oh, sure. obviously yeah. great. And, and yeah. some of the movies that, you know, from the seventies on uh, have changed filmmaking. Yep. Um, but man, oh man, like it's just, they think they're so rebellious so they'll use, like, if you read any sports column by any writer that's over 55, they'll pepper in Animal House all the time, not in a way to be funny, but in a way to show that they're rebellious. Yeah. And it's annoying to see, like, people use Animal House now to prove how cool they are. Like, mm. older people, not yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. our age, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but like, hey, I saw this movie, it's pretty wild, I laughed at it, therefore I too am wild pretty cool right right but it doesn't do the same thing for us because we've all seen titties in a movie we've all seen someone smash a guitar we've all seen a toga party these things don't seem they're not we're just we're desensitized to it plus it spawned a a, you know a legion of movies that were very similar up until you know even like old school uh something that was 15 years ago but but like but more modern but we've all seen these like frat anti-frat movies yes you know what i mean like yeah the the mean uh, the dean is an asshole yeah dean's right right. like you know you know they, they've done a million and it's not it's no it's not their fault like they, if anything it's like i said it's a testament to the filmmaker sure like, this is you know to landis and to, to harry ramis and then obviously this cast is, is pretty great yeah um but this is still a really good comedy i'm gonna give it a b plus um and i think if i saw it in the theaters i'd give it an a minus but okay. I, I i didn't it's a b plus so this is like less for you potentially i'm gonna give it a c minus because oh, no! i think it sucks i watched it and i i so i was like you know i I have a um you know i've got a i have a 45 uh in my you know my in my drawer right next to the bed and i i I really contemplated going to it pulling out the weapon and shooting my fucking brains out you're dramatic i'm just i was so bored i'm like kill me now i've had a good enough life like i can just pass on i don't want to see a future with animal house it's not trash like i get that like i get that if you know the first time i see it i saw it i probably laughed more but i was so bored watching it this time i'm like this is such a fucking slog for me no, right now that's about did you why you laughed yeah there, were, I, there was only one thing that i laughed at it was the most one of the most irreverent things um you see uh oh what's uh what's the woman's name um the, the mrs the dean's wife actually she's good no karen allen oh, says karen uh allen's karen great. says who's really she's like, great uh, yeah, fun and i really love it's, her it's yeah. a really it's a wet blanket role too and she manages yes. to still be likable doing it which is amazing I love it. So the only thing that made me laugh is she says, I'm dating an R word. And boom says, is he bigger than me? Yes. That's the only thing I <laughs> like. I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. Talking about him. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. I thought that was pretty funny because yes. a little bit unexpected, but all of the, like the things that I wanted to like John Belushi, I want to like him because I have these fond memories of him on Saturday night live. Yeah. But in this movie, I'm kind of like, okay, he's raising his eyebrows. Fine. He gives me the eyebrow the raise. Whole time. I mean, he, I know, but it's like it, it almost felt like he, he mailed it in because he. And I know, you know, Ebert says he does such a great job. There's not a lot of dialogue, yada yada yeah. yada. But he almost feels like he's just hamming it up as as ultra him to get a paycheck. It didn't feel like he no, was doing anything. I, didn't, I, didn't feel and I saw the same movements over and over. 
he just wasn't in. He's top build, but he's like barely. Yeah, well, he's the biggest name. That he don't, don't, is. I mean, Marlon Brando was just top build in Superman. He's in this movie for like 12 minutes. That doesn't, doesn't mean But it's like, I don't think that No he, one knew who Thomas Hulse was or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. He wasn't the best in this film, though. Like, there were other people who were better. Um, um, Tim Matheson was better in this movie. Well, Tim, I don't know, man. Tim Matheson is basically Chevy Chase Light. It's like diet Chevy yes, Chase. Yes, which I actually, mean, that was the other issue, too, is I know that they originally wanted a lot of the cast members of Saturday Night Live right. to be in this movie, yes. which I thought would have been better with oh, Aquoid and Chase, like all know, that, I would have laughed a lot more. Obviously, Aquoid's gonna be funny than Bruce McGill. Yes, obviously, yes. Terry Chase is gonna be funnier than Madison, Tim Madison. Yeah. It's not a knock. It's not even a knock on Madison McGill. It's just a, a you know, in 1978, those guys were who's are, who's the funniest funnier? people on the fucking planet. Right. Like that's not that that's fine. Um, no, that's um, look, this movie is. Let's talk about Bushi. There's a lot of stuff covered there. Sure. Bushi sure, is sure. still great. The fact that you're not respecting, he is. He is like a, he's the human Tasmanian devil. But I know that from him already. I've seen him do that a million times. It's not different. And actually, maybe at, maybe in 78. Uh, no, because he's already thing. doing Saturday Night Live. Only for three years though in that first year. So I'm a huge uh, 70s SNL like uh, fanboy. I, yeah, I yeah. just think it's amazing. I've seen all the episodes twice. Uh, I think they're great. I think they're available on Peacock right now. You can also mm. buy the DVDs uh, for just those seasons uh, as well. There's five seasons. Uh, of you know they're not ready prime prime players people. right um so the the first year of snl they're really not in it very much they did a lot of like uh stuff with the muppets they had um uh uh other movies that were shot like yeah. it, was a, it was a weird it was a, truly a variety show with a little bit of sketch peppered in um it wasn't until the second season when you really saw them be the it becomes the show you know when was john added to the cast he was on the cast the whole time oh, he was he did not he was not there the fifth season because uh, they had just done so many movies, and Lauren Michaels knew he was leaving at the end of the year, so mm. he's like, "Fuck it, go, I don't care." Um, so he kind of let them leave. He, you know, the other thing too is, you know, with Belushi, he kind of pulled the Michael J. Fox a little bit from Back to the Future. Like this movie shot in Oregon, okay? Yeah. So he flew to Oregon Monday through Wednesday, and then flew back to New York for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Holy shit, yeah, that's a lot. That's dude. a lot. Plus, you know, cross country like that. And then, and think of what he's doing, like the energy, like, you know, yeah, you're right. SNL. He's a, yes. he's a, he's a, he's a Tasmanian devil. He is, he's a, he is a Super force energy. of nature. He is. And he's, he is this, in this movie, Nick, Yes, he's mugging the entire time, but he's basically doing a silent film. Like when he when he's trying to cheer the kid up and he like crunches the beer in his forehead yes. and smashes the bottle, that's really good. And it's good for a couple of different reasons. Like A, it's obviously really good physical humor. B, it's also showing that, hey, these guys, these guys in their early 20s have no, there's no sympathy or empathy. They're like, they don't know how to relate to another human being. True. Because when you're that age, you don't. You're a fucking monster. And like Tim Asti even grabs uh, Thomas Sosa and goes, you made the big mistake. You trusted us. And that's like really true. That is true. And it's like, but there's no, but he, Madison's not saying with any shame. He's just, no, said, he's just stating, stating a fact. A fact. Like, like that was pretty you sh- stupid. He, like, you shouldn't have brought the car here in the first place. No, of course. Yeah. He says the flounder, it's a nice right? car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, don't trust us. Right. Um, and you know, that, that's, they're basically showing these guys are, you know, one or two levels removed from a sociopath, which most people in the early guys, 18 to 20, Two kind of are well, yeah, and you're drinking a lot and you're partying a lot, so yeah, that makes sense. You're selfish. Yeah, all course. you care about yeah. is the the door, like you know, like they kill a horse basically, <laughs> or yes. you know. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, not their fault, but yeah, I mean, it is. Like, if they don't shoot that gun, that horse is still alive. For, probably yes. Well, so, yes, no, that was their fault. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. They, they they did some really shitty, horrible stuff. They did for either no reason or certainly nothing that really benefits them. But no, yeah, other than a cheap laugh. But that's yeah. like what you do when you're 18 to 22. Like I think it captures that energy pretty well. 
Um, I guess, and maybe I just don't relate to it anymore. Because it, it was that energy, but not even that energy when we were in college. It was that energy 15 years before or something, 20 years before. It was like, like even by the time I got to well, college, you were people also were in the glee dorm with all the, oh, we got to hold hands and but frats songs. weren't even frats weren't even like that anymore. Like people would party in their rooms and say so it was, it was not, it wasn't really like that. I don't think anymore. No, I don't think it was either. I mean, it's also, remember, this is a period piece in a way. Yeah, yeah, 60s. Like, you know, right. So this comes out in 78, right? So this movie takes place in 62. So I guess that'd be the equivalent of what, like a movie like about 2005 now? Yeah. It's kind of a strange. Um, it, it wouldn't feel like that far removed. I guess it would from the, other than like the cell phone. From though? then, I guess it would from, yeah. But it's you pretty, how much it changed culturally from, you know, the Kennedy administration to like post-Nixon. That's true. It's a pretty huge change. Yeah. Even like how we view government like you know how we view authority how we you know how and how we view rebellion sure all changed in that time pretty substantially i can see that and i think that's also the the statement they were kind of making also i think they felt if we do a period piece we get away with a lot more yeah like the um like the otis day stuff when they go to the uh the bar sure so like they think they feel like they can have those kind of scenes if it's done before than if, if you do it right. now yeah yeah it's kind of like making something in a cartoon that you feel like you can get away with more sure with period pieces yeah that makes sense i don't know I just, it was hard to relate to and it didn't make me laugh. Like, it's just not, it doesn't make me laugh anymore. Did it make you laugh? It did. It did. There, it did. I, I really like the Boone character. Uh, I think that, like, don't give a shit attitude really cracks me up. Yep. Uh, and he, it's kind of the same way with Otter. Like, I like the Otter Boone relationship a lot. It really makes me laugh. Um, yeah, they're friends, but there's a little bit of a coldness there, too. And they're just like assholes. And, they, and they're they, assholes. And they enjoy just being assholes together. And they're yeah. also seniors. They don't give a fuck. I think that's kind of a fun truism about sure. those guys. Um, you know, Tim Madison. I was thinking to myself, Christ, why didn't Madison have a better career? Really good looking guy. He is a good looking guy. Um, good actor. Decent actor. Yeah. But you're like, you know what? That's really kind of all he can do is like this Chevy Chase light. It makes so much sense why he's the heavy in Fletch. Like he really is the ant. That's right. He like, is. He's the bad guy in he is Fletch, a bad guy. but he's also almost like Fletch's doppelganger. Yeah. And in a way, like kind of how he, even like the mannerisms and how he talks, like Madison is, ch- like they are yeah they're very similar that, that's a good point and it's funny that Masson's career really didn't have its highest peak until chase's career died off so when Masson was on west wing he won two ah, emmys yes. or he got not for two emmys i think that's right I'm sorry i don't know if you won but whatever but he he got some i feel like he got a lot more work as he aged and chase aged, chase aged out. out right and then you know chase such an asshole no one to work with him anymore <laughs> yes, once, yeah. he, once he stopped being a, a box office you know guarantee and it's like oh fuck this guy um yeah i think i think Masson is actually pretty limited so um uh, you have the character Boone. Um, oh Christ, what's the kid's name? He's so good. Peter Rygert. So Peter Rygert right. uh, was in Sopranos. He plays uh, Assembly Assemblyman Zellman. Can't He's the guy him. that gets whipped by his uh, by uh, by Tony with the belt. Yes, for fucking his uh, his girlfriend. Yes. Um, he's a really good actor. He he just he doesn't have like those matinee looks. He does not. So I think like that kind of held him back. Like I think he's like he's a he's a pretty good actor. He's really good as Zellman. He's really good as kind of a Weasley guy. But I like him more as a don't give a shit, having fun with Karen Allen. Like I could have watched him and Karen Allen just kind of hanging out, him just being kind totally. of totally. I would dick. I would actually preferred that movie because they had good chemistry and good repartee. Like it was it was a nice that was good. Com- yeah, that was good. I, I would have probably enjoyed that more. I think from a narrative perspective, I felt like they needed to have the. Um, the Pinto and Flounder characters, Thomas Hulse, who later would go on to do Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Amadeus. Incredible movie. Fucking yeah. killer in that movie. And uh, Stephen First plays Flounder. Stephen First died, by the way, uh, a few years ago. Uh, but he was in yes. St. Elsewhere. That's right. Uh, and he was very good. It's a very, it was a quirky, weird, dramatic 
show, one of, as I always I always say on, the, on this show, it's my favorite show of the 80s, my favorite drama of the 80s, excuse me, my favorite show is Family Ties, my favorite drama, or Cheers, yeah, my favorite uh, drama is in elsewhere. Uh, but uh, Stephen First is very, is very good in that show, it's a weird show, and he's good, and then he had some major health issues with diabetes stuff, he ended up losing a ton of weight about 15 years before he died, he got down like 175 or something, oh, shit. which is yeah. crazy, he's like, yeah. I think he's like 100 pounds every night or something. Uh, but then it did, his parents will die, from, like it was a, finally it, caught up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but he, I, they're both good in this movie. Yeah. Actually, I like the opening scene where they're in Delta. I can't right. remember the one they are. You to the world. Like, you yes. Need, you, yeah. But I wish there was a way to tell this story without having to have the narrative crutch of here are the new guys. Right. Like, I wish we could have That's just, so typical, too. Like, right. I wish we could have just jumped into the action with the guys, like Babushi, and then have it, and then uh, Otto, uh, Otter, and, uh, and Blue, and, and uh, uh, Boone. And, and Boone. Yeah. Like, I would have. I would like to just jump into that group without having to be introduced to them. Cause then maybe you could have had more Karen Allen stuff, which is some of that's like, that might be my favorite. I would have loved to see more Donald Sutherland. Yes. He was Who, good by, too. By the way, friend of the show. Yeah. Friend, of course. In Superman. I think I saw Did you mention that on Twitter today or something? Yes, or so, what, uh, what the, where was he? A quick shot of him. He doesn't have any words. It's when, uh, after uh car can't get basically gets the job, the daily planet. Yes. He's going down in the elevator. Yes. And as he's walking out with Lois, another elevator opens up, and Donald Sutherland is the first guy out. It's why, very odd. Why I, is he there? No idea. So strange. <laughs> no idea what's going on. He's an established actor. He shouldn't be just walking through. Well, he's a very established. In fact, he's so established <laughs> that his uh, his stuff for this movie is interesting. Yeah. So um, this movie was kept stopped and started getting made, and and really, if it wasn't for SNL, this movie never never gets off the ground floor. Because, but isn't National Lampoon's pretty uh, pretty popular by now? The, the, the paper is. Yeah. But the movie. This is. I know they hadn't done a movie. They hadn't yet. done a movie yet. Yeah. So like, no, um, not from that, not from a movie perspective, not from a movie studio's perspective. And people also didn't know that you like younger comedy would sell. But then when SNL blew up, they're like, oh shit, there's oh, a market here. Like right. this is real. Um, and and that's also where Animal House kind of comes in play too. Like this is like the first like teenage gross out R rated movie. Yes. It, but. The reason it was first, obviously, it's because it's the first one. But the reason it's first is because it was the first. It was SNL kind of paved the way. Like hey, SNL come that out. First. Like let's say SNL comes out two years earlier. Yeah. Um. Then like there's a gross out teenage movie that comes out in 1976 right. that is yeah a different thing. Whatever. Like is you know I don't know how benefited immensely by being the first one, but also there's a risk involved there too. It's hard to make the movie. But they did it on the cheap. I mean, it only costs you know three and a half million or something to right. make plus so, the marketing or whatever. So this, this is hard, pretty right. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having a hard time. Well, it's an unknown cast. They're having a hard yeah. time getting it made. No one's committing. And, uh, Landis, uh, uh they pulled, they all pulled strings. Donald Sutherland, I think, is a fan also of, like, kind of, kind of, actually, Lampoon comedy. He, he, mm-hmm. he's got a good nose for that stuff. And he said he'd do it. He said he'd come and shoot, um, two days worth. Uh, they'd try and negotiate his rate. He'd kind of go back and forth. He could have gotten the points. He oh, could have gotten 2%. Should have taken that. Yeah, you think? Yeah. That would have got him $14 million. Fuck. He chose his day rate, which was twenty five grand. Oh no! So he made fifty k for the for two uh, days. No, he actually was nice, and he only did two days of shooting for one day rate. Oh, <laughs> should have taken the point. It was a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, Fuck. he would have got yeah two point. He would get two points. Fuck yeah. Sorry, buddy. Fourteen million dollars. He that's crazy. Over. So, um, but he's very good in this. I love that role of this like teacher that like doesn't doesn't give a shit. Knows it's right. He's, stupid. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And he's just like eh, he's checked out. He's trying to hit on the the 
the students. Like he only yeah. he only brings them over the house because he wants to hit on Karen pretty Hall, much. Yeah, you know, because he's fucking her. You know, by yeah. the end of, by the end of the movie, like it's it's pretty clear what his motives are. There. Sure. Yeah. Um. But so I would have like that dynamic is a lot more interesting to me than like the the basic pledge stuff. But yes, you know, it's also like who's this movie for? Is it for even? You know, is it for a forty-one? No, it's guy? not. But who, what is it for? College kids at this point? High yeah, school kids? Yeah, it's an no audience. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's what it's for. And that's that's who went and saw it in droves. And it's a you know, it's a movie that spoke out to these people because they hadn't had a movie for like, just like SNL was the first show for them. Sure, this was the first movie for them. This is the bar stool of the seventies. I guess National Pooh National kind of Poops. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to some extent, I think there's a level of like Barstool is. I think Barstool is. National Lampoon goes for the clever more. Like Conan O'Brien, like wrote for National Lampoon. Like, right. like there's a, and it's from Harvard. Like there's a, there's certainly a level of like clever. There's also a level of snootiness yeah. to it. Yeah, there yeah. always has been with National Lampoon. Right. I know, like obviously with National, you know, Lampoon's Vacation. Some of the movies kind of changed, but like the actual like context of like what Doug Kinney and you know Howard Ramis and and a lot of those guys that were kind of you know involved yes. in, that, in that element of it. It was it was much more like upper middle class to like high class um, where I think Barstool is more like the everyman. Yeah. And National Food never quite was that. So that I don't sense. think it was. Yeah. That it's, makes sense. No, it was now someone from afar might go both are sophomoric, but it's like, nah, there's different levels of sophomore humor. Sure. And I think Barstool tries really hard to be like for the average Joe and National Food was never trying to do that. I guess, yeah. So the thing is with Saturday Night Live, I can, you know, it's in much smaller snippets. I can, I can take it more. Like I like the, I like the the limited length of the skits. So if Animal House was a skit, I'd probably like it more. Or if they took elements of it and made it into skits, I would like it more. It's just. Would you have liked this movie you saw in 1978? I might have. It's hard to know. I think I don't even know if I liked it. I saw it a long time ago. Of course, like so. How, it's so yeah, when's the last time you saw this movie? I right? mean, it's year, maybe decades, but I don't even yeah. know. It so, you, been... so you saw it the first time in a long time. Oh, I haven't seen it forever. And yeah, because it's not one. Like that, it. I think we, actually, I must not have liked it that much at the time because I, I didn't, I haven't sought it out to rewatch it. You know, so I wasn't looking forward a to watch. Minus, come on! I wasn't looking forward to watching. You gotta it. defend this a little bit. This is a bad take. Um, it's slow. Like I don't think well, that's it's 1978, man. Like, like not, not I'm looking it, at it through my eyes now in, know, in 2021, bitch. 2021. That, that breakneck pace isn't always great. That breakneck pace isn't always great anyway. Then the comedy has to be better. The jokes have to be better. It's not just Ghostbusters is not just breakneck. I mean, it's faster. The the repartee is faster. The, the talking is faster. Fair. You can't compare the two. Dude, yes. you can't, you I'm can't, sorry. Like you I'm can't compare everything. You can't compare every comedy to Ghostbusters. You gotta I, stop doing that. It's the gold standard. It's not true. It is the gold standard. Yeah, but you can't compare everything to the gold standard. It's like comparing every player to baby. You can't do that. But that's what we're doing here. You have to find like another but you're calling it a b plus is this really that good you you can't think of it's okay you know it's a better comparison is like Tell fast me. times it's not you can't compare everything ghost but you guys well, like doing that again fast times is shitty too we talked about what this. Do you like better animal house okay yeah uh fast times annoys me and like really annoys me this one this one's goofier so I let I let it slide more none of the characters are in I hate all the characters in fast times I don't hate everybody here they're interesting. They're good. It really is in a lot of ways. Very similar movie. Like you have like the, uh, the wild card spoke away. The yeah, wild card yeah. is Budo. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's a young cast of up and comers who all had like varying degrees of success, but I, I guess the fast times cast is probably more. Oh, definitely. Cause Jennifer Jason Lee, I guess. Yeah. I mean, cause you had, you know, John dies and, and the other, right, cast but Al- Al- are- Belushi and Penn are, I mean, 
both wildly different, I guess, careers, but I think equally legendary. Probably. And Boosie probably even more so. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, he died I, young. Yeah. I mean, Penn's better. Penn's a better well, actor. Of course, better, right, but, right, right, right. But no, the cast of Fast Times did a lot more stuff than... I, don't, I wouldn't say a lot more. Don't, don't you think so? I don't Because you had uh, Judd Reinhold went through... Um, right, but you have um, you have Karen Karen Allen here. I'll trade you Karen Allen for Judge Reinhold. That's Her fine. Career, but she's Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, but Sean Penn has had a much better career. But that's John died. Penn for Belushi. Yeah, Penn and Belushi is a trade. That's a Do you think that's a trade? I don't yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I take Penn's career over that because of it's just been so you, long. Yeah, of course you're not dead by 33. No shit, man. But not just that. He's better. He's better at his craft. Well, he's always been I'm better saying, at his craft. Let's call that push because they're both equally iconic for wildly different reasons. Oh, we're talking about iconic? Well, no. I, I'm, I was, just, let's call, let's call, I'm just saying. Okay, fine. One guy won two Oscars, but one guy is like one of the legends of comedy. I think that's like. You know what I mean? Both are... All right. I'm just saying, let's just call that fine, swap. Fine, 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 So then you have Judge Reinhold and uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen beats Reinhold. No, uh, no, no, no. I think it's pretty much a walk. Because if you look at uh, Reinhold in the 80s when he does all the... like like cop. It's yeah, about, but beyond those that, are good. Though, which is it's a big movie for sure. Yeah, those I, are... I got Indiana Jones or Karen Allen. But you might have new Jennifer Jason Lee, though. I don't know if it's a cop Yeah, that's there. what I was going to say. Yeah, Lee's got a much better career, right? Because who else is... Oh, Forrest Whitaker, too. He won an Oscar. Oh, yeah, shit, yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a better cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's just luck, though. I mean, Thomas Holstow got nominated for one. For what? For what? Amadeus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But, right. Right. but, then, but then he. But then he st- that was it. He that was his peak. And it was done. And Why I, did he I, stop? Do you know? I think. Uh, he was so good in that movie. Amadeus is an awesome movie. Yeah, he he is an interesting guy. Um, I think he got typecast a bit. I think there also weren't a ton of parts. He is, uh, he's openly gay now. Um, he wasn't for a while. I don't know if you want to do a ton of like romantic stuff. I can see that. Um, and he's not an action hero. I so. totally understand. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he could have easily done a lot of like more like, I, I mean, he didn't want to go like down the merchant ivory route, but he's, he certainly could have done a lot of, yeah. he's a very good actor. He's good in this. He's very sensitive and you can see kind of the, he's the only character in this entire movie with any warmth besides Karen Allen, I guess. That's true. Oh, this movie is Kevin Bacon. I don't, yes. I, don't, I might have you on this. Because of Kevin Bacon? And he helps. He's got so, a better career than Jennifer Jason or Forrest Whitaker. Okay, but then you but you have two though. You got Whitaker. So who else trades Whitaker off? I mean you I can't, think Bacon and Whitaker trade off. Yeah, that's probably both better. have small parts too. Yes. Although I take Bacon's career. He's, Me too. he's done a shit ton better. Oh, a lot of, lot of stuff. Would, oh, yeah, sorry, Bacon Trump's Whitaker. Yeah. Definitely. But I think then, it's actually a pretty good Then you got past. Lee. That's that's quite a little battle. You got Sutherland though. Yeah. Right. So maybe Sutherland trumps Lee. Maybe. Oh, I would much rather have Donald Trump's career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, may, okay, I, it's closer than I thought. It's, it's quite a cast. Closer than I thought. And then you do have even people, um, you know, like Matheson, who was in Fletch, you know, he did, sure. you know, he did yeah. get it, you know. And I, I know there are people, uh, you know, Phoebe Cates. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. also was in Gremlins and, and had a nice career. And is iconic in a way, too, for, sure. that, for that movie, I guess. But um, it's interesting that both those movies, I, I think Animal has a better script. For sure, yes. I think it has better uh, has better jokes. Yes, it's funnier. Yeah, it's definitely funnier. I think uh, Fast is better is better directed. I think Amy Herfeling does a better job with that with uh, yeah. with the soundtrack and everything else. Yeah, and then that. also just with the um, how it's shot. I think it's a little, a little better. Um, but I but I enjoy the process. I enjoy watching Animal House more. It's a funnier movie. It's funny, and I think there's more. I think he has more jokes than you're giving you credit for. There's a lot of like a lot of times you'll see a joke when there's something happening in the background. I love the detail of the frat house. The frat house itself is quite funny. 
Um, it doesn't feel too much, except for when you're in Tim Matheson's room when he brings the dean's wife. Yes, that's ridiculous. That so that's ridiculous. like, all right, well, right. But other than that, it all actually feels like a pretty real gross frat, like a nasty, the nasty frat on campus. They didn't do too much with it. No, it could have been a complete shithole, right. but it wasn't. It was some, somewhere in between. It seemed about right. It felt like for that time, yeah. Right. I think they're probably gonna I guess. cleaner they now. Never went to a 1962 dorm or even right. 1978 one, obviously, or right. a frat rather. But but I imagine it's like I think they do a pretty. Um, so, uh, payoff in the end sucks though with the fucking ruining the parade. That's so boring. I like it. And I love the ending with the, um, and the fast time stole this from animal house when it kind of gives you the update of where, where they are. Yeah. That seemed kind of par for the course, but maybe this is but where they, it started. They innovated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're giving it enough credit for what I'm giving it credit for innovating, but I, but I have to look at it. Did I enjoy this movie? No. Like, do I want to watch, do I need to ever watch this movie again? I'll never watch this movie again. You uh, would not recommend this movie to somebody. Actually, no. Like, what's the purpose now? I mean, maybe, maybe in 1978, probably I would recommend it. Hey, this is a new thing. This, you know, it's a new thing. Imagine, no, it, imagine <laughs> after this, you're like, hey, hey, this is a new thing. Check out this new thing. No, but it had. Gross. You're right. If there were <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Why is that gross? It's just I just mean and weird. It's a new piece of art. Like yeah. it's not something that existed you're before. Weird. This type of movie. What do you mean? Go to strangers and say check out this new I thing. I would not go to strangers. Go to, if a friend. Yes, go to a strange woman, a strange girl, and say check out this new thing. I'm not doing that to a strange girl. I'm that's saying if, if a buddy said hey, doing. If that's a, weird. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about, you bitch. I, I, uh, if someone asked me to, if they should watch this movie in 1978, I probably would say, yeah, sure, check it out. Haven't seen anything like this. But now, <laughs> with so much enthusiasm, I guess. It's like, I don't know. Well, how much enthusiasm would we give? I've seen old school. You, I've seen. I don't seen... think you ever would have liked this movie. I don't think, I don't think you like it in 1978. I don't think you like this kind of humor. I don't mind. No, I don't mind. I don't mind like raunchy humor. I don't mind. It just has to be good. It has to be. I, it, it's played You're out. You're find too much better than John Belushi. It's played out now. <sighs> We've just seen so much of it. I mean, old school would probably make me laugh a lot more than this movie. I haven't seen that. In I saw. 10 I years did an old school rewatch about a year and a half ago. How was it? Uh, it wasn't super great. Yeah, uh, I didn't love it. Did you? Um, would you laugh more than Animal House? I think I laughed more at Animal House, but part of the problem for me with old with old school was that while yes, annoying boomers quote uh, Animal House all the time. It's not in my face as much. I feel like everyone my age quotes old school all the time. So I feel like I've been inundated with old school more than Animal House. I'm sure. So even though a lot of things in, in, in old Animal House were very predictable for us because we've, se- we've seen that it's boom. We, we lived in it. Well, at least I've lived in this planet for 41 years. I know you haven't. Um, you know, so it's very obvious. It wasn't as old school. It's like, oh my God, it's quarter of death. Yeah. You know, I thinking, yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, what movies, like for this generation, it is, I mean, for that generation, rather, our parents' age, you know, or maybe a little younger, it's Animal House. Yep. And then, like, for kids in their 30s, it was um, super bad. Sure. I think that gets, that, that's, like, their movie. Like, what's our movie? I don't really know. I think it's probably something like... Like, Office Space? But like, no. I mean, a lot, I, but it's still, that's more of a cult thing. It's not yeah. like everybody saw and it. Was, and it was certainly, I mean, I saw it in the theaters, but no I one else did. didn't see it in the theater, yeah, but I saw it soon no thereafter. Like, yeah. I, yeah, we went and saw it just because we were literally just bored, and I right. walked out, like, almost pissing myself laughing so hard, but... Like swingers, but it also wasn't a huge box office hit. That was nice. Like, it has to be like a big movie. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So what are what's the op? I, see, old I'm school's sure an obvious bit, one we're missing. Old but. school's a little bit older. For we, we need something in the nineties. Yeah, it would be right. like maybe some of like the mall rats or clerks oh, yeah, or like a Kevin Smith maybe, movie. Yeah, maybe chasing right. Amy. I don't know what did the best. But none maybe. of those things. None of those movies made like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So what? So uh, yeah, there aren't. It's funny. Like Austin Powers, but like. That even yeah. felt young when I saw it, though. Yeah, it did. So maybe like American Pie, but that felt young when I saw it. Oh, yeah, that was mid-90s. That was about right. It was like late 90s. 
Was it late nineties? Yeah. So that's even a little bit, maybe a little bit older. And too. Animal, like and, uh, animal House is way funnier than American Pie. Don't get me wrong. Like, I haven't seen it. For, I haven't seen yeah, that. Like, animal House is a, is a legitimately funny movie. Match, match way off in this one. It's a movie I would definitely recommend to people. I um, don't. I, I I'm not buying that you laughed a lot in this movie. I laughed quite a bit. So you enjoyed watching it. Uh, I laughed. I'd say I laughed maybe 15 times. Did you watch it in one sitting? No. I, I don't, okay. But I, I, I was, uh, I was up. I was t- tired last night. I, yeah. I, I, I watched like, tw- okay. I watched the first 20 minutes of last night. I was tired and I watched the rest this morning. So almost did. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. yeah that's fine. I was like, all was right. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, was just, I just got tired. No, when you do, night. when you do the movies in spurts, I know you don't like it. Like, yeah. I know you're annoyed. Yeah, well, with yeah, it. Honestly, I do movies in spurts once I've seen already. See, I, I've seen Animal House like five times. I've probably seen life. it a couple times in, b- like, before yeah, this. Yeah, I haven't seen it maybe in 10 years, maybe maybe eight years. I've seen it, I, see, I saw it in the last decade. So like, the other thing too is like, I've seen this. So when I see it, you know, it's like, oh, I can watch this in person. When it's a newer movie, I do try to watch it all. Sure. Even if it's something I hate, like, well, other than Alvin and Chipmunk, something like that, I do try to watch it all in one chunk. Uh, no, I, it was 20 minutes and I, I, I was just, I was. You were tired. Like, I, don't, I, I, well, I want to actually be able to focus on this and watch it. Yeah, all um, right. That makes sense. Uh, I also, the other thing is I think, uh, Ramus is like before, right. This is right before he starts to really do good shit because you got Caddyshack stripes vacation. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters groundhog first day. Thing. I mean, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think yeah. he's just, he doesn't, these guys were wanting to fly, you know? And like, you look at like with Doug. So Doug Kenny, we talked about, talk about sure. this real quick. Before yeah. we're on. Uh, so Doug Kenny's one of the writers here is really kind of his idea. Um, him and Ramus, uh, and, uh, Miller wrote this, uh, but Kenny's an interesting guy. There is a Netflix, I believe it's a Netflix special yeah. about him, right? With it's, uh, it's a futile and stu- a stupid and futile. Um, what's it called? Yeah. It's a, they used it. They used the, the phrase in, um, in this movie. Yes, they do. Yes. A futile and stupid gesture or, or stupid and futile gesture. Yeah. I actually saw it. That was pretty interesting. Did you? Yeah. Cause I didn't know a lot about national. Yeah. Lincoln, so I was like, Oh, this will be a good way to, to watch it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's good. I, I, I'd, I'd watch it. I yeah. do like Forte. It seems a little old for the role. But that's okay. Um, uh, yeah, but so Kenny wrote this, and then he he wrote Caddyshack. They were really upset. He also has major drug and alcohol issues. Yeah, uh, and he was really upset with how Caddyshack um, focused less on the caddies and more on the Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, that whole angle of it. They're the funny ones. The so. Ted Knight, Ronnie Dangerfield, <laughs> yes, I mean, the parts that we all love. <laughs> right, the, like no Sorry. one, no one wants more Michael O'Keefe. No, like, but in, but he that was his original you know, vision. And then when it came out, he got incredibly drunk at a press conference, incredibly like out of control asshole, like really bad. And they kind of like, he went and said, like, I got to like find a new path kind of thing. And he went to hang out with some friends for a while. And then Chevy chase got him to go to Hawaii. Yes. And then he, uh, Chevy actually had to go, then go shoot a movie. I think. And he left. And then he, and then, uh, Doug, no one really knows what happened. The joke is he was looking for a place to kill, like jump and kill himself, but he slipped on the way. <laughs> uh, yes. But I don't know if it was suicide or not, but he fell off a mountain in Hawaii. Yep. He burned a lot of bridges throughout his career and yes. had incredibly volatile. Yeah, very volatile. Um, but a smart guy and a good writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot going on with him. Uh, he's an interesting guy. He died way too young. He probably had a lot more funny, talented probably. You know, stuff. Yeah. But the, the reason I bring it up was how Ramis told him uh don't be upset like what happened with caddyshack like it's a six million dollar like education we just got like they got six million dollars in the movie he's yeah. like look at that as like a six million dollar scholarship to film like right. the movie business yeah like animal house was almost like too good to be true for these guys because they were able to basically create a movie and have it come out the way they and this is what they intended to do sure and a lot of it was because i mean they were lucky enough that university of oregon like let them shoot there 
Is that what it was? University of it Oregon? It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, New Jean, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like, they, you know, they, they, everything kind of, like, went right. Yeah. In this movie. So when a little thing went wrong, like, Kenny couldn't handle it and freaked out, or literally couldn't handle it. Um, and Remus had the right idea. He's like, no, these things are going to happen. Like, we, like, it was a happy accident with Animal House. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not the norm. Right. Um, but yeah, the, you know, obviously Ramis went on and had, had a great career. We Huge Ghostbusters career. Yes, of course. Um, he's super funny too. I mean, fucking, he's super funny. The other thing with this movie too, I, the, I was thinking about this, like, all right, what are like the most famous comedies ever? And this is certainly one of them. Oh, definitely. House, right? Absolutely. But like, I, you know, I, I know I enjoyed this movie a little bit more when I saw it for the first time. I know I would have enjoyed it more when I saw it, if I saw it in 1978 and I was like 21. Yeah. Like, what's a comedy that anyone can watch and love? Like, you don't need to be a college kid to, or a young person to. I'm like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a great one. Is like, yeah. you know, Ghostbusters too, but Ghostbusters has a lot of other stuff going on. But like, Groundhog Day is a movie like anyone can like watch and laugh at. Yeah, you might not like the um, sci fi nature of Ghostbusters. Right. Uh, and Groundhog Day has a little, but not really. It doesn't, doesn't feel like that. And, no. Uh, no, that's, uh, you're right. That is a very, it's kind of in a mundane town. That, it's such that's, a universal it's thing. It's totally Anyone can right. understand. Like, yep. that's a real. I think so. It's a real that's accomplishment a to pull off because comedies are so, even like the Apatow stuff is so like for a niche. It's for guys. It is. Like Apatow is for, for men. Yep. And it's for, no, like people over 50 or 45 weren't Apatow fans. No, generally speaking, no. weren't Apatow fans. Like it was for younger crowd. But even, yeah, you, the whole family can watch Groundhog Day and find something. It's funny. There's a lot of warmth in the characters right. too and you can really relate and to them. And I don't even mean like a whole family. I mean like people like 18 up. No, but I think anybody can watch right, that one. Of course. And it's great. Right. Yeah. But like it's a real... It's Are there hard. any others? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I know there that are sort some. Of spans that spans the first one, that like the great one. Yeah. Like what's a great comedy that... I don't know. Anyone 18 and over can watch. I think... I don't know. And laugh at. And I don't get think, the jokes. There aren't many. I don't think so. Because Animal House is really specific. Like I said, you reach a certain age, like, eh. is a food fight that funny? No. Probably not. Uh. You know, even like, you know, we talk about Billy Madison, like, it's, you know, is this kind of humor? Like, I laughed, and I laughed, I will admit, I laughed somebody out of nostalgia. Some was just funny. Some was just like Norm McDonald's. You like the penguin. And the pen- is there some and the clown falling. Like, yeah. That stuff's all still funny to me. But I didn't laugh as hard as I did when I saw it for the first time. When of I was course. 15 or whatever. Sure. It's like, geared for me right and it's like all right well what what is it's harder to make comedies for adults i think or people don't try is to make them as often they have to be dark a lot of times Maybe. because you're just you're more cynical when you when yeah, you, grow up. you see right. more shit so yeah. sometimes the darker ones are are funny i like this movie matt's way off in this one uh it's gonna I get definitely recommend down. this uh if you haven't seen it check it out for sure i don't think it's worth it but i'm sure matt's, i'll get Matt's sh- take on comedy is horrible that's bullshit it's a litany it's a it's if you go through the comics we covered 101 shows now <laughs> comedy takes are a special he's not are fast you, times uh you didn't like billy madison they both sucked but but no there's plenty of comedies that i cherish you liked forgetting sarah marshall yes which is very, very good. funny yes. and you liked ghostbusters very good yes which is great obviously and groundhog day i mean we haven't covered we haven't it but covered groundhog it. day i love it but like matt scrooge matt, is great we haven't I lo- covered it but the I movies know. we've covered your comedy most takes of them are have been abysmal no very bad most of them have been very really bad. shitty this is, this is really a shitty take by you you, I, I think you're, I don't think you like this one as much as you're saying you did. I, I did enjoy it. I did. I, okay. Good. I, when they say the girl's 13, how do you not laugh at that? That is funny. That's funny. But, uh, but this is no, there's in no realm. There's no universe where this is a B plus movie. I think in every universe, but yours, other than Planet Colonial, you can't every you, universe. Think of all the other movies you called a B plus and you're going to stack this yeah. up against that bullshit. This is so you're like no country for old men and, and fucking animal house. Ah, it's not fair. That is fair. 
This <laughs> is you I being probably, a hypocrite. I probably undershoot that movie a little bit. I, I, but I, even uh, like, think of what you're talking about A minuses. That's not far off from a B plus. You're talking about you're, the departed, you're, you're fucking no genre. country. You're, you gave me shit about Superman cross genre and some other, and some other movies we saw. Like fucking Predator. I call that an A minus. And I'm like, listen, because if you think about it, genre wise, there's little better. Little better than that, and you gave me shit for that. You said I have to grade it versus every other movie. Better movie. You can't. No. Predator. No. Oh, that is fucking bullshit. Maybe that's not fair. Wait. No. (laughs) That's actually pretty. Actually, I gave both B plus. Right. That's pretty. That's pretty on point. No way. In no universe is Predator. Any is Predator is so much better than Animal House. I don't think you like to laugh. Like you're not. You're not like. I love to laugh. (laughs) Who don't like to laugh, say. No, I love yeah, to yeah, laugh. Yeah. I laugh all the time on the podcast, dude. No, I'm, I'm funny. Uh, you know, like, I'm trying to go through like some of the B-plus movies. Um, Heist? Yeah, I didn't really like that one. That's one of my least favorite mammoths, but I know I you love Iron that Man one. was a B-plus. Iron Man's better than this. Yes. Um, oh, The Hangover. You didn't like The Hangover, either. That's Your actually a good point. That is a good point. Hangover's, Hangover's better than this. Uh, I love it when yeah, the baby gets smacked with the yeah, door. Hang, oh, hang, I, hang hang I think hang I gave it a B. I didn't say it was bad. I just gave it a B. That's not a bad. B? I thought you gave it lower than that. No, I don't think so. A B. Um, but this definitely seemed, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hangover is better written than this. More funny. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Is that a comedy? No, but I definitely like that movie a lot more than this. That one's way more interesting. It's interesting. Maybe, I'll, maybe you know what? Teen Wolf. Is Teen Wolf a comedy? Uh I like Timo better than this, too. Me, too. Maybe it's a B. Okay. Now we're talking. Because it's, it's... It's really a it's B minus, though, isn't Fast it? Times. Don't you think it's a B minus? No. It's better than Fast Times. It's better than Billy Madison. It's better than Billy Madison, but I think I gave that one, like, a D. I gave both those. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to slot in right around Presumed Innocent World. Presumed so I'm, I'm going to but... give it a B. You get to talk me down to a B. Congratulations. Oh, there we go. See? You're still full of shit. See my full of trash. Shit. That's not that far Your off. Your comedy takes are trash. See my 73 to like 80. Your comedy takes are fucking trash. That's bullshit. Trash Carano. Um, okay. Anything else with the movie? No, let's talk. Um, is it entertainment? Is that, is this entertainment? I'd love to. Is this entertainment? Yes. This, 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 this podcast is, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a podcast. very similar to ours. You have two guys, Jacob and Ben, uh they play music together they have episodes about music they're listening to and they also cover i think for our audience especially is gonna like this they cover some tv shows and movies we just are not gonna cover yeah we just don't do that um like their most recent episodes are tackling the mandalorian are we gonna talk about the mandalorian here no nope we're not going to we're never gonna talk about it we're not gonna do it and i haven't seen it yet and you know what it's it's uh it's good i do i will watch it you should i will yeah i I think i think you like it yeah but like I, i you know uh, I, when I start watching it, I'm going to go back and listen to those episodes of Business Entertainment. Totally. And then they're also covering WandaVision. I know WandaVision. This is so on Twitter. All I see is people, people are talking about it all the time. I have not seen that. Not seen this. Am I going to watch WandaVision? I'll probably, I'll probably never watch WandaVision. You, that's not for you. I don't think so. No, that's not. Mandalorian is definitely Mandalorian more for you. seems really good. It's, it's yeah. more interesting. Yeah. But, like these, but these guys, you know, so if you like those things, and I feel like everyone else does but me besides you, yeah. all i fucking see is <laughs> mandalorian and wine division stuff uh then check out is this entertainment uh you can find it anywhere you get our podcast they also have a website is this entertainment.com they have a uh, youtube going it has some videos they're they're pretty well done their videos are yeah, pretty sharp yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh once again jacob and ben is this entertainment they're covering they're covering movies music just like us they cover tv 
Not like us. Not like us. Um, and they, but they cover more recent. It's all you know, recent stuff. Yeah, so. like we'll be all over the map. But right. we, you know, you know, if you want something that's more contemporary, that's happening right now, they're the place to go. In fact, should we give? Should we talk about what we're covering next week? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we have another fan week. Oh yes, that's right. A big thank you to Is This Entertainment. Wait. Is This Entertainment, by the way, check them out for real. Uh, really good podcast. I've listened to a couple of episodes of earlier ones they've done before Mandalorian and yep. WandaVision. Uh, stuff that I've actually seen. They're they have fun together. They get along. Check it out. Is This Entertainment? Boom. Um, and is this entertainment is going to sponsor us, um, finding what movies we're going to, or we're going to cover next week. This is a Dudley, isn't it? Guess what? Milk Dudley's brother. His brother? I don't know. Maybe. Moss no, I thought, Dudley. I thought, uh, oh, his, his, his I, right, right. His, his dad. <laughs> Moss Dudley is a, is a, is a, the patron for next week. Another patron week. It's amazing. We had one, uh, with Justin Jones. Two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, the predator week. And uh, and now we have one. This week. we're gonna. It's gonna be more modern than Predator Week. Uh, we are going to. This is like ninety. What is it? Ninety eight. Hmm. Something well, like that. I'm right? gonna tell you the movies, and I'll, okay, I'll, okay, I'll tell okay. you what it is. Yeah, right. Wednesday. Yep. Next time you hear us, unless you have Patreon. Fight Club. Finally. Oh. Fucking finally. I am very excited. Fight Club. Someone said that was gonna be the movie. I so much talk about the movie. It's gonna be good. Yep. Saturday show. I can't even pronounce this fucking movie. <sighs> because you are uncultured princess mononoke this is a cartoon um it's what the fuck are we watching next week anime uh <laughs> my my friend by uh one of the best uh anime studios in the entire world studio uh i think it's uh ghibli oh sh- oh shit hold on ghibli did this <laughs> shut up this you're is, such a dick this is ghibli? <laughs> yeah 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 this is ghibli you're <laughs> such a dick ghibli Oh, I love this. I am Princess. going to, oh, I love what is that it you, now? Mononoke. I oh, love that you hate anime and we're going to cover this and the world is going to unite against you. They're going to slay you like fucking Voltron. So if you're a child molester and you're really into anime, you're such a check out uh, next Saturday show. We're going to cover Princess Don't say Mononoke. that about our fucking patrons. You I know, son I'm of a bitch. He, I'm saying this is, I'm saying anyone who likes anime might be. I don't know. It's, that's my, it's been my <laughs> world for you. <laughs> and then Sarah, and then the Patreon show next week. Uh, it was the number one, so he wanted to cover that movie, the Princess Mononoke movie, yep. uh, Fight specifically Club. for you to rub that shit in your face. Yeah, Fight Club is uh, was a, a movie that he also wanted to cover, so he's perfect like, oh, timing. Awesome. Yeah. And the number one movie he did not. This was we, we had to cover to. number yeah, one. We got to. It's the Bone Collector, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman, and uh, was, Ashley Judd. Is it Ashley Judd? Yeah, I think so. Um, so. Yeah, so that so let me find out what year because you asked what year. That's a good I question. Was, is it ninety eight? Uh, I think it's ninety eight. I think you're right. That sounds about right. Ninety eight or ninety nine? Let's find out here. Fincher. Fincher does. Have we done? That's a good question. I don't think we've done a Fincher. I don't think we have either. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited for that. That's gonna be that's an exciting stuff. So let me see here. Let me let me go here. I'm sorry. I'm looking through my phone here trying to find the year that it was. Yeah, I think it was ninety eight. Oh, I'm so old. Can't do anything anymore. I know. Isn't it bad? Yeah. yeah uh, let's see. It not, is. I mean, there's this Google thing. I don't know. I can't find it. Whatever. I think it's 98. Yeah. Oh, it's 99. I think because uh, one of the songs we're covering is All Star by Smash Mouth. I'm pretty sure it's 99. Yeah, you could be right. One of those. Well, there we go. I don't remember the other songs, but we'll announce them as uh, we go. Scar Tissue by Red Hot Chili Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, we, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll be in 1999. Uh, Moss Dudley. So when you are excited to hear about this anime and Princess Mononoke, this nonsense, say its name, bitch, Mononoke, Princess Mononoke. But Thank good you. news is, if you are you know are a well-adjusted person and you you know you don't like anime, 
Fight Club on Wednesday. I mean, that's going to be first feature. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll stay alive for that. More that mad humor that Animal House doesn't have. Uh, so no matter what we say about this song, no matter how you feel about it, um, it's one of the most iconic songs ever written. Like, Too iconic. Like you, you see it, you know, in your head. I see strutting down the fucking streets in New York. I mean, it's, it's, with this song in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does. He even say later in the movie. I'm, I'm going to go strutting or something like that. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Saturday Night Light, uh, Fever in I mean, a long they time. Named, they named the sequel Staying Alive. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they wanted to name the, they wanted to name the song Saturday Night. Right. Um, but the Bee Gees were like, fuck off. There's so many, you know, songs with the name Saturday and we're not doing that. They probably said, like, fuck off. In the falsetto, right? Which we'll talk about. Um, and then they thought about naming it Night Fever because of the other song, Night Fever, that's on the album. Um, but then they just, you know, the producers, came up with Saturday Night Fever and put it together. But, but yeah, you just see, I see the strutting. Of course. Like that's, everyone does. Yeah. Is it, but it's, so then the song kind of loses something to me. It's tough. Like I don't, I'm not, you're, so you're sick of the song. It's hard. To, well, it's hard to, like I try to listen to the song. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to judge the song on its own value here. Try to like, just judge this. It's hard. I can't. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really intertwined. And it's like, I'm just like, I don't even, they don't even have it on an album. They didn't release this on an album except for the Saturday Night Live fever Saturday soundtrack fever. which yeah. is like Saturday. sorry yeah sorry yeah, Saturday yeah. fever soundtrack that was just crazy i was looking for it and i was like what album is this on and i'm like oh it's not one of their albums it's on the the soundtrack which they've got five songs on i mean i i i i think it's a good song it is a very good song because i don't hate it like you know what i mean so, I've heard yeah. it so much and i listen to it now i don't hate it feels long and drawn out to me like all right we get it you know stay even alive. like you think about it like the fuji sample too you know yeah you, 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 it's been a part it's of our been, life forever I mean, even like jimmy fallon used it like when he's oh you know what i had a show in new york he was like one of the mm. super bowl commercials with him like but it, it just it's just been like it's been just beaten, just with us beaten to death our entire not life the Bee Gees fault. all 42 years of my life has been with saturday night with it with a, a direct connotation to like disco totally you know, like, you know oh, like, this is disco but i know it is disco genre but like but i mean no but i mean like to me this, this is, is, this is this disco encompasses right. disco yeah i agree which actually is and it, it is for everybody because now anyone anyone wants to like shorthand disco they fucking just play the song that's what they do yeah and it's not the bg's fault not at all i mean no they write it's their fault for like, no but they write they wrote a whatever, they wrote a good song yeah, they, they actually write it's the, got it's got to be a good song right? it is and they're very good writers like but it is not my favorite on the on the album. Like I I prefer um I prefer uh How Deep Is Your Love, Night Fever, some of the other songs more than a woman. I I prefer those songs more than I like Staying Alive. But it could just be because I've heard because Staying Alive is like I know I think Staying Alive is a better song. Those I don't. I, the other ones I like better. How Deep Is Your Love is a beautiful song. So there's a BG song that I love. Um, we'll never get to it. This is really old for even for them. It's to love somebody. Oh, that's a great one. That might be like a top 200 song for me. That's yeah. like one of the greatest, most beautiful songs ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rest of their stuff, it doesn't like. I I don't go back and listen to it a ton. But like, I didn't like. I was listening to a lot of it. You know, last couple of days, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't hate this. I'm no, like, but I'll never revisit it. Well, the problem is. 
disco it's kind of like i know you're a big fan of ska but but ska and disco suffer from the same issue their yeah. their construction of it is one way like there's not a lot of movement you can't do you know the songs are all 120 beats per minute they're all gonna have that boots right, right, right drum beat like it's just they all have that there's no way to do it any different do so you consider abba disco yeah me too i think they're better and it, you think better than the bgs i don't i'm not i, do. I, I, like, I like some them, abba do stuff you, but do you consider blondie disco no, but they did some disco songs. Yeah, and yeah. I think Blondie's better. More like punk disco. But, and they also, yeah, Blondie, it feels like later. It disco is later, where yep. it kind of does kind of cross it had, um, they some have genres to. there. Because yep. they're like, you know. So Heart of Glass is a disco track, but but it's still odd. It's still odd. Yeah, right. It's a couple years later, too. Yeah. Which, you know. When is um, that? Maybe 82 80, or something? 80, 79 80. or 80, I think. Yeah. And this, you know, this was, this actually came out in late 77. I think you probably it did. It's probably the number one. But it was like December oh, of 77. This was so. the number four song for the year. Yeah, but actually, I wanted to mention that too. Um, so the so these were the these were the number one songs or these were the top songs mm. of the year. Shadow Dancing, which was um, which was uh, 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 the the other Gib. What's the kid? Andy Gib. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Shadow Dancing, yep. which I, I we could have done it, but it's not as iconic. No, and I'm like, no, I don't even no, know no, this. This, song. Is, this is more. Iconic. Yeah, exactly. So Shadow Dancing was number one. Night Fever was number number two. You Light Up My Life, which is a Debbie Boone song. Yep. Staying Alive is number uh is number four yeah then you have uh kiss you all over which is exile then you have how deep is your love is number six baby come back player thicker than water which is another andy gibbs you've got the gibbs yeah in five of the top eight selling songs of the fucking year if you really look at it like it's amazing how much like the bgs sold so many records so many like people records. are kind of under i undersell them yeah yeah i do too yeah because you just think of them as this because like well no like you know they had a huge career a long career and and the disco stuff, yeah, it did sell the most, but also sold a shit ton. Yes. Like I said, they, they own this year. Dude, and Barry Gibbs, so Barry Gibbs, uh, the main singer, um, he is the only person in history to have written four number one songs in a row. Not BG songs, four number one songs in a row on the fucking chart. Um, he did, uh, uh, I think, If I Can't Have You, did he not sing that one? That that, that was one of them that's, that's in the four. But four in a fucking row. Think about how loaded they are, because, you know, you make, you make your money in music by writing the songs. Yeah. That's how you get a lot of the like. So not only was he actually performing the songs and be able, you know, be able to go on tour and stuff like that, but he also wrote them. Like, yeah. but then being a BG is a curse. I mean, two of them are dead. I know. Young died young. One died in his fifties. The other died in his early sixties. Yeah. Like, I, I think being a BG, Barry might be the only one left. Is that right? Yeah, he is. It's interesting. Like, because Andy died too, didn't he? I don't know. Did Andy die? Andy died a long time ago. I think. I think uh, the other kid he, brother died. I think he might have been the first one. He's that died. the last one then. I think Barry might be the last one. That's uh, yeah. sad, sad. I mean, they all were on this. Uh, there was the island of Man. I don't know. And I don't know. European stuff is. Yeah, awful. it's an island off the coast of England. Yep, Isle of Man. And uh, it's it's not a huge island, but they all no. you know came from this island. And now they they became like the biggest. They like they own the charts for a year. And they I thought a, they were Australian. Isle of Man's off of uh, off of um, Britain. Is, is it England? Yeah, I thought yeah. they were Australian though. I know. I'm they, not sure where they're, they're from, from. Island of Man. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Isle of Man. Isle of Man. Uh, man Island? <laughs> man Island. That's, that's, that sounds... Uh, yeah, because that's not off the coast of Australia. That's off the coast of British, of Britain, but I'm pretty sure they're Australian. But maybe they're on the... Maybe they're off an island. An island yeah, I think they're Australian too. Australia. But I, I went and looked it up and I said they were in island, this island of Man. You know, then I, I got kind of... The uh, Isle of Man, by the way. Yeah, and maybe they... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> and maybe they, maybe they did live there for a lot, large part of their life. Maybe or they were born I don't know. there and they moved to Australia? I think... They are from Australia because I oh, they even have the the Australian accents. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna look this up right now because I like this island, this man island. Thing. You, it's Isle of Man. Yeah, um, but 
So the interesting thing too is so Robert Stigwood, who is Isle their of man, man, born on the Isle of Man to English parents. So that's off the, of the Gibb brothers lived in Charlton, Manchester, England until the late fifties. Oh, so maybe they moved to Australia. There's nothing here at all about Australia. I swear to God, they're Australian. I swear to God, they're not. I'm gonna look. Okay. Uh, later on, I'm literally looking right now. Mm, yeah, but we know how difficult you have with the internet. So no, I'll, it's I'll not that. I can. I know how to read. So <laughs> it's a plus. I never learned yeah. how to Matt read. thinks everything's Australian. <laughs> Everything. What do you mean? Just the just them. I don't think everything's Australian. <laughs> I just think the fucking Bee Gees are. I swear to God, they're. All, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. Anyway, Robert Stigwood, who's their manager, was also the executive producer of Saturday Night, you know, Saturday Night Fever. So it makes sense too that they, you know, that crossover happened. Yeah, I think also. I mean, honestly, if you're Saturday Night Fever, you're hoping. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bee Gees is the bigger. Tr- like Bee Gees need at the you time. You need yes. the Bee Gees more than the Bee Gees need you. That's true. So. Then the movie sale, I don't know, the movie's like 200 million in the fucking box right, office. So, but, but right. you're right, but going but into the, it. Like that legitimate, that makes it more legitimate. That also like gives you that whole, I mean, the movie is, I mean, I saw the movie a long time ago. Me I, too. I couldn't, even, it's so long ago, I can't even give you a good review about it. I don't, I remember not loving it, but remember it's like, all right. The problem is, it's just like the whole dance off thing, like dance gang is kind of cheesy. It's so cheesy. It's did like, you have a lot of dance offs at the Glee dorm? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There were more like there were there were uh, dance off like break dancing movies that I think were more our speed in the eighties. Uh, but this is like the disco <laughs> dance off. Yourself, <laughs> I just mean like, I, more like a break into electric boogaloo. Electric like, boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, this is this is my. Speed. But it wasn't just that. There were like a ton of. Oh, did you ever see what is it? The Last Dragon um, show? Enough. Uh, oh, did you ever no, see that movie? Yourself, you right? are the Last Dragon. You haven't seen that one? No. Oh, that's an eighties cult classic. No. The guy, um, the guy who played uh, Show Enough, I think was the bad guy's name. He also was in Briscoe County Junior. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch that? No, oh, it's on so Fox, right? God was, damn that, it. was that a, was it the guy you like? Bruce, uh, yeah, Bruce. Oh, uh, obsessed with Bruce, Cam- Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah, it's because he's so likable. I mean, Burn Notice too. You didn't watch that oh, show, but that's yeah. actually a really good show Thanks. too. US, Fuck off with your USA. Bruce Campbell. You love your. I wasn't. Oh, it was USA or TNT? Was it USA? It's USA. Yeah. Normally, I don't like a lot of USA programming. But no, that, no, that, no, 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 that one's a that one's no, like, Burn Notice is a good one. <laughs> burn, burn, burn Notice is good. You, were, you weren't excited to see the next anyway. episode of Monk. <laughs> oh, I tried to watch Monk. That's oh, USA too. God, I tried to watch it recently because I like him. And you're and for you, that's awesome. I mean, you like Ghibli. Was it Ghibli? Studio Ghibli, bitch. Ghibli. I'm not the only person on the planet oh, who I'm likes. Sorry. Wait, hold up. This is this is a Ghibli production. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, sit down. Yeah, Spirited it. Away is a beautiful film. So is Howl's Moving Castle, and I think the majority of the world will agree with me on that art. No one knows the fuck this is. But if you're watching no like like show. a disco dance off, it's even cheesier than like a break dancing dance off. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I get one. All so right. weird. I know. Yeah, I know the premise of like, a dance. and I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> I don't dancing, like seeing a dual dance or whatever. That's never, it never works for no, me there, right? Yeah. No, no, no. And I don't like Travolta either. I don't really like, we talked yeah. about this before. I don't like him. I've never really liked him except for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw a face off uh, for the, for the uh, Patreon watch line. That was just a disaster. I so mean, it's, terrible. It's, it's just tough to watch. And I don't like his character in it. I don't like any of them. They're mm. like poor, but they, they, they're, they're so, so they, I don't like him. No, they're poor, but they're like, they have the wrong, they, they care about the wrong things. He cares about the way he looks. He gets his hair cut all the time and he's living in this tiny apartment with his, you know, a bunch of his family members. They're not making a lot of money. And he's just, if I'm in that situation, I'm not worried about getting a haircut and wearing this fucking <laughs> leisure suit and dancing. I mean, come on. It's a strange like, part. Make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Ah, anyway. So back to the Bee Gees. Um, but so there are other songs on the, on the, um, on the, on the, this album, the soundtrack that I like a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I'm, I'm not gonna, um, I, I'm not gonna debate you on that. Uh, 
the, the other songs I think were, were about, for me, it was about the same. I think I just give this song a little extra credit, maybe because I've heard it so much and I didn't hate, like I, in theory, yeah. I should hate this song. You should. And the fact that it's I'm everywhere. like, well, that, that actually speaks, it just, it just feels long to me. Like after like, I feel like it should be like a minute or two shorter. Well, the funny thing is the movie version is like a minute and a half. And that's, I feel like perfect. What it should be. Uh, the radio version, it had like four different versions. Radio version was something somewhere around four minutes, but then they had a disco version, which was a little slower. They just slowed it down a little bit. That was seven minutes long. But that was pretty common back then. Was like, it to elongate yeah, the dance, I think dance like tracks? Donna Summer had a disco track. I think like a lot like Bondi. I think I yeah. uh, had some disco tracks as well. So I really like the way this thing is written too. Here's the bridge. You'll listen, hear strings and horns. Strings. Horns. Like, really well written. Yeah, it is. You know? And I think that's a reason I, I don't hate it. Like, like Yeah, there's I, a lot of like, depth to it. it. I, 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 Matt and I have said it, I know, on the show already, but I, I, we, I don't think either of us can emphasize enough. And obviously, as you know, if you've been alive on this planet, we've just heard this song We so have. Many we times. really have. So we the really fact have. that you're like, oh, well, there's a couple. That's a nice touch there. Like, this is this is this is a good song yeah guitar line that good yeah. like that's a neat little comp it's really good really it's good like, you know what like it's just yeah familiarity breeds contempt so the funny thing was um at so when they were they were recording this song the drummer's mom got sick and so the drummer had to bail so like what the fuck are we gonna do we need to like we need we need drums in this thing and uh they tried a drum machine like a very early form of the drum machine, but it doesn't sound, didn't sound human enough. This sounds weren't good enough at that time. So I think I can help you boys out with it. They did not, they did not get Ringo in either. Ringo might've been able to handle it. This is the, this is a Ringo beat. Yeah. He he could probably handle this. Not a good drummer. Ringo star. Not a good. Fuck you, Matt Corona. Sorry, Ringo. Um, Burning hell, you bastard. I prefer John. (laughs) So, um, the, uh, what happens to John happened to you. So, (laughs) Fucking <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh Ringo's nasty. Oh, Ringo's very nice. He's a bastard. Yeah, Ringo's he? is he still? No, he's dead. Is is he alive? No, are, Ringo's are alive. Are you fucking kidding me? I hope he was dead. You don't. You don't. You don't know. I can't remember. I, I think I wish him dead. Is he dead? Is is uh, Paul the only one left? Is Ringo dead? Ringo should be dead. I wish he would have gone first. Ringo died two years ago from diabetes. Sweet. That's he's so alive, you fucking idiot. Is he alive? You don't know Ringo Starr's alive? I forget about these assholes. He's the That's like... fucking dumb. He is like one... He is How the, do you not know you music guy? You don't know Ringo Starr's alive? He is Star the odd alive? man... Because I've never appreciated Ringo Starr. Oh, un, fucking Octopus's you, Garden, bitch. He's not a good drummer. That song sucks. How do you, how do you, <laughs> not, how like, do you not know Ringo Starr's alive? I just forgot. I was... Ho- I, I forgot. I thought that maybe it's Paul was quite, last one. It's not quite Boy Meets World, but it's close. Why? I don't keep you track of some know, of these yeah, people. You should know if he's alive. Well, yeah, I just forgot. If they're alive? Got some bad news. George Harrison died. I know about George. That's the that is the tragedy. He is he was the best Beatle. He was super good. Such a nice guy. I wish he were still alive. He'd be like that. He would be he would be what Santana is going to be. Like who I you know I hate Santana so much. Oh come on. He would be. No, I'm saying he. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he would. Okay, he would okay, take okay. that role. He would be like oh, the elder statesman guitar player. He would have been. He was so good. You know why I don't think so? Clapton loved him. Like all the guitar no, players under it, like no, 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 loved no, him. No, I'm not. No, I'm saying yeah. there's a credit to Harrison. Harrison, like Santana, we talked about. Like, is such a self promoter. I just mean more. Like, he'd Harrison be a guru. Never, would, never did that shit. No, he didn't. Like, oh, I'm ha- um, Harrison. No, know. but people would have sought him out. Like, like, like as the as the guru. I think they were, but he'd be like, no, I'm good. Like, you know, like he was. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't. No, 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 no. He wouldn't have done any of that. Bob Thomas. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like the way that people view Santana as the elder statesman, like guitar hero guy that you would go and study at this. 
self promotes himself enough to be that. I he think, does. I think even if Harrison was alive, he still it still would be that way. Yeah, because that's what Santana does. That's Fucking the, Santana. He like pales in comparison to George Harrison. Fuck you, Matt. You don't like me drumming. You don't like me drumming. (laughs) No, I love George though. Uh, But so what they do, what they did was they're like, we need to, we need to like put some fucking drums in here. So they, they listened, they took night fever and they took a, they, they searched through night fever and found two good measures of night fever and looped it. And that became the drums for staying alive. Here's the night fever. Same drums. And the crazy thing is, like, they're, none of them were playing to, to, to click tracks back then. So they had to find two measures that were perfectly in time with each other, but still had a nice groove to, like, make it work. So they, they took Night Fever, and then they put it in. Same, same, same loop. It's the same drum loop. Same loop. And then later on with, uh, with uh, Barbara Streisand, but slower. They slowed it down. Same drama. Most overrated person in music. She has a phenomenal voice. Go away. She does, though. I know. Um, I don't like her. Yes. But like, if you look at her 60s and 70s stuff and you listen to her singing, I think, was it Funny Girl? She performs a song in Funny Girl that is so good. She is so talented. Like, she just rips the fucking leather off a of dude. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I have to give it to her. Like, I don't like her as a person and I don't generally I don't like even, her music I don't care about her as, a, as a person. I just don't like her music. I don't generally like her music either. It's not my style, but she is super talented. Very talented was talented. Now she's a fucking buffoon. Um, anyway, but they use that same drum leap loop over and over and they made a little joke. Uh, there was a, a session guitar player, very famous guy at the time named Bernard Purdy. We'll get to him sometime because he really changed the course of rock and roll drumming. And we just have to hit the right songs to talk about him. But they 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 called it um, Bernard Lupe was the name of the drummer on this band as Lupe, right? Yeah. And so people were asking them, "Oh, where can we get in touch with? Like, this drums on this fucking thing are amazing. Where can we get in touch with with Bernard Lupe?" And they, of, of course, it's just a it's just it's a, a fake sample. thing. The Bee Gees having some a little, a little having a little fun. I did. So we're going a little bit long, but I did want to touch on one more thing with the Bee Gees. One of the reasons why I think so I've never given them their due. Partially because yeah. we've we've heard a lot of them, yeah. yeah. But their music, like it, really has spanned generations. Like they they did a lot of awesome awesome music. But I think part of it is the falsetto part. I listen to the falsetto and I'm like, that's not music. That's like a trick, and that's wrong. That's wrong. It's hard to do. Um, um, no, I'm not saying it's not hard to do. It. It's also like I can only take so much. Yeah, it gets a little bit grating. Yeah, it does. Um, so. But I did want to say, I did just want to talk about what falsetto is too. Like, uh, you know, people hear it and they know it's just high pitched male vocals, but there's that, but physically something else is going on in your throat in order to make that happen. Usually your vocal cords, when you're singing or talking, your entire vocal cord, each one of them is vibrating. But when you sing falsetto, you're actually physically changing uh, the way that vibrations are happening. So you're vibrating on the outsides of the vocal cords. You're not vibrating the whole chord or the whole middle of the chord anymore. So it's actually this physical adjustment that you have to make in order to do it, um, which is hard to do. So like if you're sing, like if you sang up a scale, it's hard to sing up a scale higher and higher and higher and then just flip like a neck, one more note up into falsetto. It's hard to do that. It's much easier to flip up to it like a, you know, like a, a an octave or, an, or a bigger interval up there. You, it's, it's easier to like make that muscular transition in your throat to do that than just to sing up. It's, it's hard to do. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was the same reason why like I panned the Beach Boys for a long time too. It's the oh, same thing. You have a lot of I I don't see it there. It's the same. I, I don't see it. I mean, he, he, I, no, I'm not saying I, I agree with the false. I mean, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. they used false. Yeah, obviously they it did. didn't feel the same way. No, I think maybe because of stacked harmonies. I, I just think the Beach Boys are a different level of greatness. I think the Beach Boys are like a legitimate, like awesome. I don't great. know. I, I love really, the Beach Boys. Really liked, I really Pet sounds Boys. I love. Uh, I like a, a lot. I like even their earlier. I think Beach Boys are really great and have this really cool sound. I, they it's do. Awesome. That maybe I said too is like it's also. I I think I have more appreciation for some of that early '60s surfer music than I do for like disco. It's just a, it's just a taste thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can ska, see that. Whatever. It's like a genre thing. Yeah. Um, but I just think the Beach Boys are a whole different level of that's not what the Bee Gees are. Having said though, the Bee Gees have sold more albums. I believe. I think, than the Beach I think Boys. that's probably right. Yeah, that's probably right. The Australian Bee Gees. Yes, as I would call them. <laughs> I think they're. We're, 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 gonna, we're gonna take a little look at that. Okay. We're gonna take a little look. Unless it's Man Island is like Australian it's like owns the it. Isle of Man, <laughs> by the way, Man Island. You don't know Ringo Starr's alive today. Shut it's the a fuck fucking up. sausage fest on this place. Man <laughs> <laughs> <Man laughs> Men. It's like the opposite of the Wonder Woman Island. <laughs> yes, it is. Ah, I'd like to live. Maybe they should get together. And you want to live on the Wonder Woman Island? Oh yes, because all the pretty women. It'd be annoying. A though. lot of pretty. No, women. No, no, I don't so, give a shit. Like, you don't want to be the only one to anything. It's just, it's just too much. Yeah, you're probably so right. It's, it's nice to live in the world. You have everybody around. You see everybody. Hi, say goodbye. Can be up to alone. Yeah, I'm just saying. I prefer that to the fucking Isle of Man <laughs> or Man Island, as <laughs> you would like to call music, it. Though. There is that. You're right. I would rather live on the Wonder Woman Island than Man Island. Fuck yes. But having said that, I would rather the real live on, on the world with everybody. Agreed. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's about it. We'll probably never hit the beach. I know, right? After, and it was interesting. I was um, reading one piece and it said that uh, they, they, the Bee kind of looked at the song initially as kind of a curse. Yeah. Because um, it really kind of stuck them to the disco. It did. Because they're like, well, what about our other stuff? Which I totally, because like, you're right. Me and you hear this. Th- he had BGs and we immediately think disco. I know I do. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. guessing most people are saying the same thing, but like, no, they had a, a you know, they were, they had, uh, hit songs in the late sixties. Right. You know, that's, that's not, you know, they had other stuff, but, but, that, but eventually they to obviously appreciate the money, I'm sure. And eventually they're like, Hey, look, there's worse things to be known for than, than that. And then they, you know, they have their concerts that their real fans know about all their other stuff. So I can imagine if you go from playing stadiums to, you know, you can't fill a thousand foot, or a thousand person like you know theater anymore i, I can imagine that that would be I also think frustrating too, right i also think with after disco there was nowhere else for them to go and no. i think they felt like for the first time in say 12 or 13 years they're not gonna go airplay right and they're probably like what the fuck so they hate disco but like they it, no matter what they did i think their time was up anyway. probably i mean they're yeah, getting, old, I'm getting I mean, older so they said we see this happen with everybody right like, even happened to the rolling stones eventually that time runs out yes yeah it does yeah um, I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, where were you not born? I was not born. No. Uh, my parents were living in Jackson Heights, which is where, uh, which is in Queens, um, which is where I would end up, uh, after I was born, I would go to the department in Jackson Heights, but they were, they were there. Uh, they got married in 1977. Uh, they had lived, uh, on, uh, in Long Beach, uh, which is, uh, on Long Island. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the first year they were married and then they, uh, then they moved to Jackson Heights which is where we lived until we moved to Deer Park uh, in 1982. Um, yeah, uh, my parents were both in the city, both uh, both Radio City Music Hall. Uh, they uh, were just back when the music hall was showing movies, um, I think six or seven times a, a night. Oh, so, really? Um, yeah, it was like a movie theater. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, they had conscious stuff, but most of the time it was a movie theater. It wasn't until, we'll talk about this, if we ever hit 1980, like when uh, Disney bought it and a big shift came. How big is how many seats is radio city it's gonna be thousands isn't it oh, yeah, huge yeah, yeah so 
Would, would they fill it for movies? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. But you'd have, like, the Rockettes would perform. Yeah. So you get the Rockettes and then you get a movie. No, no, yeah. no. And that's part of the problem. That's why when they bought it, they made it a like, concert hall. I see. I think it seats. I could be wrong. I think it seats 6,000. That's my memory. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. You that's have, big. like, right, yeah. you'd have, like, no, think about it. You put a thousand people in there, it still feels empty. Right. No, you, my mom would say sometimes, like, it was just crazy. <laughs> like, there, was, there was, like, nobody in there. Uh, but, like, you know, the other two was, like, it became, it became kind of, like, not dilapidated at all because it was still gorgeous and beautiful. But, like, it just was, it was just getting old. It was an older building. Sure. And um, it's probably better served as, it is better served, obviously, as a concert hall, um, kind of an event location. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, we'll talk about 1980, how that, that really did screw over all the performers that were there and also kind of changed the entire mood of the place. Um, uh, but yeah, my dad, uh, my dad always says like the happiest time in his, I think happiest time in his life, he loved living in New Hampshire and he obviously loved having us kids, but he, he, I think this year in 1979, I think were the happiest years of his, of his life. Um, newly married, newly married. They, they, all their friends, this group of rockets or stagehands, they all like were all together. A lot of them were dating or married to each other. Yeah. And it, it was almost like my, neither of my parents went to college, but I think it was, that was like their college experience. Like this. And for my dad, he grew up really rough. He was homeless for a time as a teenager, really, really hard. He didn't, didn't go to a day of high school, had a really tough upbringing. And for him to have this group of friends, he had, he had a group of guy friends that were kind of like in a gang in his teenage years. Did they do dance-offs? No, no, they did not. No, was, that did not happen. Uh, very serious stuff. Uh, but uh, so to have it be in his 20s where he finally meets this group of like well-adjusted people that are also his friends. Uh, you know, his brother, uh, my uncle, is also uh, a former state champ, so he was there. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was just like a perfect like situation for him. And then he you know, was excited about creating a family with my mom and and that whole thing. So like, I think it was just a lot of like really just uh, like positive stuff. The future, I'm sure, felt very bright. I'm sure the present was just a lot of fun. They were, and there wasn't a lot of pressure from up top, which eventually would happen when the music hall became more of a concert hall. Then, sure. then everything about my dad's job changed, and uh, it was no longer fun for him really or my or my mom at the music hall anymore. Um, but yeah, so they're doing it. You know. Maybe they were checking out if you're uh I was saying my favorite pizza place in New York is Rizzo's Pizza. It's in Astoria. Um, oh God, I was thinking I built to get a fucking New York pizza. Uh, yeah, <sighs> fucking dying for a good pizza. Man, New Hampshire pizza fucking sucks. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. And Massachusetts pizza not is, is better. Not not the best. I think we're ordering from Gold Belly to get some New Haven pizza. I hear New Haven is the best pizza. I had New Haven pizza once. Haven't been there. Don't know it. No. No. My buddy, uh, I had a buddy of mine, um, oh, Peter, I think I've talked about him on the show before. He's the guy that lived in the apartment in Dover with Simpy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll always remember Simpy. Well, Simpy. Sorry, Peter, you're your second my, fiddle to Simpy. My real, well, Simpy's really the second fiddle. My real friend is Peter. Uh, uh, but uh, he, uh, he ended up going into the Navy, uh, and he was uh, stationed in right. New Haven. Um, and so I went there, and I had... Uh, a long time ago, though, so maybe it's... Oh, my God, late 90s. Yeah, the pizza, yeah. Could, pizza could be... Could be shit now. Be, yeah, I want fucking pizza right now. Now that you mentioned oh, I want it right now. I haven't had pizza in forever. Oh, I just want good this pizza, is bullshit. Man. I'll take bad pizza. I don't give a shit. I can't do the bad pizza anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So that's what wait, I'm wait. Saying. You don't need cheese. I do, I love my, the mozzarella is the, the one exception. Although, the nasty thing about New York. So, here in New Hampshire, and like kind of, they do like a three cheese blend. They do. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's just like, just put a little mozzarella on there. Tomato sauce. Let's get a pizza. Let's get a pizza. A little, little basil, too. You go with that? You can, you can put some basil on yeah, it. Yeah, I like basil on there. Uh, there's basil because there's New Haven pizza we're getting. Okay. Man, I just want a good pizza. I get it. I just want a good pizza, too. So, headlines. Uh, we'll do the sad one first. Uh, Jim Jones in Jonestown. <laughs> so, he moves to uh, <laughs> to uh, Guyana. Um, 
in uh, 1977, actually, after he's accused of financial fraud, he'd of course taken a, he's a cult leader, taken his cult yes. from Indianapolis to yes. Ukiah, California, to San Francisco, and then you know the feds are after him, so moves to South America. Uh, on November 17th, um, Congressman Leo Ryan uh, decides to go down there because he's like he's got friends of his family who have family members at Jonestown. He's concerned. He's like, well, you know, what the fuck is going in on? Hindsight. There? Maybe not the smartest. Not not the smartest move because he goes down there, um, basically like forces his way and gets ambushed and and killed yes. among a uh, lot, you know, uh, with some other folks. And then on the 18th, the next day is is when Jones basically orders his people to uh, kill themselves, drink the Kool Aid, and die. Uh, Nine hundred of them end up dying, and I don't know. Jones dies of gunshot wounds. I'm not sure if we know who killed him, but his body was found with uh, riddled with uh, with lead. It's bizarre, it bizarre is, story. I can't even imagine being in something. Like, are you kidding me? Like, imagine working for Kool Aid. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't drink the Kool Aid. It became exactly. a thing. I know. And it's just like we they they did nothing wrong. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yes. Uh, but they, I mean, they like they did nothing. They did wrong. nothing wrong. No. <laughs> They must hate. They must. They must have hated Jim Jones so much. Oh yeah. Office. Maybe they're the ones who, sat, who took him out. Went down there and riddled his fucking the body. The guy went and like killed Jim Jones. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> revenge. That'd be a movie to have, right? Which one would he be? He would be Grape Kool Aid. I think is the one Sick. he would do it. He would do it. Grape Grape Kool Aid would, would take him out. It's fucked up. That, that's a really strange, bizarre story. Very sad. It is story, so super sad. And, um, Cult, the cult thing is that cult, cult thing is weird. Wait, the cult of personality. Did you yeah. ever join a? Did you ever, did you ever join a cult? Did I ever? <laughs> no. People, people have accused. Uh, well, you accused me of the Free Space Project um, <laughs> being a cult. But the difference is, there's no cult of personality. There's no, there's no individual at the top where you're fucking, you know, bowing down to. That's the. You need a cult leader, and you don't, you don't have that here. So no, I've never wanted. <laughs> I don't like authority as it is. Can you it's imagine true, me in a true. cult? I would fucking beat the piss out of some fucking oh, cult would, leader. Yeah, you would. You'd drink the oh, no. Be, no, I would take a machete. You'd be in your Nikes getting ready for the comet to pass. <laughs> it's New Balance, it's not Nikes. We're all ready to go. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Oh, I hate authority, so there's your no way. Your last words are Bitcoin did, as you drink your <laughs> fucking cool. Did you ever, did you ever join a cult to think about it? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. I mean, I'm an atheist, too, uh, so like I what? I haven't quite... No, I haven't joined a cult. Jones was religious, right? It was a religious cult. They thought about the, like, some sort of, I don't even know what it was, though, some sort of coming apocalypse, I think, is how he, he said, hey, the world's ending anyway, so yeah, might as well drink think, the cool and die. I think, something right, like that. I think it was a lot of those threads. It had something to do with planets? Think, yeah, a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of the threads do, like you said, do stem back to, like, some sort of religious, uh, people who want to be, I feel rejected. So they, they, they just yeah. had a person, but also was a religious undertones. And, sure. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the, the cold thing is, is strange, but it's very sad. I guess if you super you know, sad, yeah. yeah, you've had family. I, you thought, I mean, not to be shitty here for a second, but like after the three hundredth person has the Kool Aid. Well, I think a lot of them were forced to. Like there was maybe like a pretended drink it or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> spit it yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, you know, after you know, Ugh, I know. Maybe they all drank it at once. I don't know. I would never do that. I would never, ever, ever end my life. You'd probably have to drink it at once, right? Because, you know, you'd have to. If you're number 679, you're probably like, oh. well. Cause, no, because you're seeing people die yeah. painfully. I don't know if they use cyanide or something, but it's that's not pretty to watch. No. You see, yeah, hundreds of people drop dead. No. If they did it in order, like, you'd be out of there. Imagine it's so sad. Someone's like, you know, my favorite drink in the whole world is cool. Like, all he has is Kool-Aid. It's like, oh, man, like, right, ruined Kool-Aid for him. I can't drink this anymore. I used to drink Kool-Aid a lot as a kid. Did but you? imagine if, you, if that's how you die, though. Like, I your know. favorite thing. Or what's your favorite food or drink? Uh, Do you have a favorite thing? Probably some sort of steak or like something. I got a great yeah. steak. So yeah. imagine if, like, that's how, how I end up dying. Is like, someone, like, so you got to eat this steak that you know is poison. That oh, sucks. That's terrible. Yeah. Bad. Like, yeah. The last thought you have is, like, 
Oh, this damn steak. Yeah. It finally killed me. Right. Finally Imagine that poor me. guy every little Kool-Aid. <laughs> right. Oh. This is some this is some good Jim Jones material. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By two Jim Jones experts. So the other thing that happened is the double eagle became the first balloon to complete a transatlantic flight. Uh, the three pilots were Larry Newman, Ben Abruzzo, and Maxi Anderson. 3,000 miles, 137 hours. That remind you something? Um, Presque Isle, Maine to uh, Misery, France. <laughs> sounds like a miserable trip. 15 by 5 by 4 by, by 4. And a, sorry, 15 and a half by 4 and a half foot basket. Imagine how fucking tiny that is. Like not even your arms mm. span. Your arm span is probably six feet. You know, you're six two or whatever, six one. Yeah. Imagine like being in a fucking smelly ass basket with fucking three people across the Atlantic. Two things. First off, that story, that's, that's a bullshit headline. Because because we have a whole year to cover it. That's, that's a terrible choice. What do you, what do you want from me? That's a, that's, a, that's a dumb headline. Uh, second thing is, have you ever been to Prescott, I mean? Because I have. I think, it, it is, is it wild? Is it way, is it the north well, on yeah, one? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very far north. It's actually not, not terribly far from Madawaska. Um, but on the coast, right? Isn't it, isn't it Rue 1? Uh, I swear yeah, that's where Rue I went 1. to the fish show. There's a, uh, is there a... Um, there's an airport air, there. Th- yes, there's an Air Force base there. The Great Went or the... What, one of the fish concerts was there. were 70,000 oh, really? people with there. Yes. And you went there? Yes. Oh, wow. In 97? It's six, quite seven? a drive up there. Oh, it was amazing, actually. Uh, it was me and my buddy Ben. We had a great time. Same uh, buddy Ben who, who uh, interned for Saturday Night Live, who I had multiple um, hallucinogenic experiences right. with. Right. Yes, yeah, so we went... As, we, Yes. Too yes. Bad, too bad you didn't have some Kool Aid with some of those. Things, Fuck right? off. You wouldn't. Uh, you would. Then I wouldn't be here with you. No, no damn. Uh, I. Uh, so Laura and I took a great trip. Uh, one of the best trips we ever. We we have taken. Well, it was the best trip of that year for sure. We actually, we, for a short time we've been here. We've taken a lot of twenty twenty. Did you do this last year? No, it was. Uh, no, it wasn't last year. It was the year before that. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. Um, but we, we went up all the way to Route One, all the way to where it begins yes. at Fort Kent. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's just a beautiful drive because you're on the coast for a good chunk of it, and you're also seeing this really odd, cool shit. Um, and one of them, I'm like, I want to go to Prescott because I work with a guy at PC Connection who grew up in Prescott. Isle. He talked about how like removed Rolling. he was yeah, and exactly. stuff. And yeah, um, it was really. We stayed at like the, like this hotel there, but it's cool. Like just like walking around Prescott. Isle, it was just it was just it, it was felt very. It's very unique. I would definitely recommend yeah. people take that drive. It's awesome. And then, um, yeah, we they have like a we ate like it's like a Chinese food place that had like a bar there. We we got like I got I got, I got pretty drunk that night. Um, it was it was a really fun bizarre trip. Uh, the Fort Kent thing is cool because they actually have like if you drive all of Route One, um, you do uh, there's like a plaque. Yeah, and then um, it was kind of exciting because we had this whole drive, and and then on the way home we went through uh, uh, Bangor. We stayed yep. at the casino. Yeah, uh, we saw Stephen King's house. So, but that was a really fun. Like, if you're just looking for like an inexpensive, especially during coronavirus, like, hey, I want to just take a fun road trip. The Route One trip in Maine, drive the coastal route. It's awesome. I want to do that and then go all the way into Canada, into um, we can't go any into Halifax. Not right now. We're well, in COVID, but like you can you can drive yeah. all the way through all the way over to the fucking so Laura Halifax. Wants to, Laura I would has some family love to do that. She just said the same thing. Yeah, I want to do that trip yeah. so bad. It's and it's cool because like for a good chunk of like when you're driving from Presque Isle to Fort Kent, yeah. you see Canada, yeah, and like you see they have like little villages and like you're in a little village. It's just, it's just a really fun, inexpensive trip. Totally. Um, uh, the press. Oh, so Presque Isle also has a. Uh, as an airport that flies to New York City. I think people, oh, that's funny. a lot of people, not a lot, but some people who live in Prescott work in New York. I mean, it must be crazy. What a crazy, crazy existence. I would, if I had to work in New York, I'd want to fucking live in Prescott to get me away from people. That's crazy. Get me the fuck away. I, 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 Halifax has always intrigued me. I've always wanted to visit it because it's just this seafaring, like 100,000, yeah. 150,000 person, something, you know, uh, city on the ocean. Yeah. 
I think it would be old and brick, kind of like Portsmouth is too. So I think it'd be a European style city too. I I've always there. wanted yeah, to go I there. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's uh, so yeah, it's a really cool trip. I can't remember. Yeah, Prescott's really interesting. You're gonna love this one. 37 year old explorer Naomi Uemura becomes the first person to reach the North Pole solo. He does oh, this in yeah. May. Terrible. Dude. And he takes his uh, a team of Malamutes to to take his gear. Uh, it took him two months to get there. He had to fight a polar bear, all sorts of bullshit. <laughs> but he also was the first person to solo Mount Denali, which is the uh, highest peak actually in, um, is it in North America or highest peak on, on this in the, in the West? I don't know if it's in, it's in Alaska, Denali, mm. 20,300 feet. First person to solo. Uh, but then he tried to do it again in 84 and disappeared, died. Oh, what a dope. Why do it again? You do it once. I think you do it I mean, yes, I think you I do it once and then that's it. These people climbing, that's, that's so stupid. Yeah, I know. I do, Nature I, I, is stupid. You're right. It's no, but that extreme wait, stuff is stupid. Yeah, I think you can. You can that's have more, a nice. That's, that's too much for me. That's yeah. too much. What are you, what are you doing? I do I, like. I died. Uh, yep. For Did, what? Didn't work out. A lot of people die on Everest. The and, that's, that's the best you can find. Nineteen said it's a whole the whole year. How'd you? Best. I was uh, just looking for things that were interesting, and those two were interesting to me. And Jonestown. I wanted to get something lighter than Jones. We I had Jonestown. That's the that's really the biggest. That must have. I mean, that must have been everywhere that was a crazy story yeah, yeah I mean, so people still know i wanted to go a little lighter wow I figured that for, was yeah, well, yeah that's important um <laughs> jimmy carter was president um in 1978 who cares well that's it i'm trying to put some I mean, actually, like you want me to tell a story about jimmy carter no, i don't give a shit no, about we jimmy talked carter. about the first thing we talked about when we said the year was uh off, off mic we talked about the energy crisis that is and, true like, you know how yeah but i wasn't going to talk about that who cares about like thinking about that right let's talk about a hot air balloon or something I shit. that's an interesting thing it had never been done before <laughs> I like I like things that haven't been done before. I think that's neat. Kind of wish that never happened. <laughs> at some point, someone popped their balloon. Uh, so we're back on Sunday tomorrow. Yes, with uh, Greece, Greece, and uh, you're the one that I want. So why did you do that? Um, it I'm gonna was, yell at you for that, actually. Like right now or later? Yeah, right now. Why did I do that? Why did you have the it's same like a, song? Because it's like a t- it's a top ten mo- uh, song for the year. I know there was another one from Greece that was in the top ten. Because I had to pick, I felt like I had to pick. I said you could do whatever you wanted. I know there aren't a lot. I had to, I had to pick. I felt like I had to be iconic. Like, I, right. yeah, there weren't. Yeah, Peg was my one like wild card where okay. I need to talk about this. I get it. Right. So I, I felt like I had to do things that were a little bit more. A good Why'd call. you pick Greece? I'm gonna give you shit for that tomorrow. Yeah, by the so way, that was my. I, that's fine. So I, my my heart, I wanted to pick Invasion of Body Snatchers. Yes. Mm-hmm. My brain said I should probably pick the Deer Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> but I tried to go with something that would our audience would have seen. I don't know if our audience has seen those movies. That's idiotic. So um, I think you have seen the Deer Hunter. Everybody I, knows you're the one that I want. Everybody knows that song. So I had to pick that. I want it. You know what my heart said? Chuck Mangione. Yeah. It's like one of the only songs ever on the top hundred that has no vocals. Oh, it's and it's it's a it's a super sweet song. It's really cool. I want to. I am going to talk about that sometime. But uh, but I really wanted to talk about that because such an anomaly and such a cool song. I'm just worried about we're not going to have like a, a ton of content. For the show, that's your fault with Greece. No, it's, that's your fault. You chose Greece. I'll have I plenty. Have, well, Greece is enough. And then I thought you'd pick a song. Oh, that would then also cover parts of the show. That's what we do here. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, <laughs> you see now a little bit. It's like, like you see that you're like, oh, well, you better have good stories. No, I have some. Other I wasn't st- alive, so I, it's I, not going to be. It's, 
I knew that this was going to happen. So I have some other things to talk about. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've okay. got some other things to bring to the table. Right, but oh, maybe we could do like a Travolta top uh, show. I'm Travolta. done with Travolta. I have to face yeah. off. I, I fucking I, hate I, him. I, I hope we never see Actually, another Travolta. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> we're gonna, what are we going to see? Like, What's the, what's you know, the, what the Michael? F- is, that, is he the fucking... Oh, uh, the angel. Oh, Michael. my God. Phenomenon. Or phenomenon. But, but, oh. no, but, you know, though, it is true, though. Some of these guys, to Travolta's credit, though, he actually has been around Harrison Ford to our entire lives. He really has, but... There's a vast difference in I'm the not quality. Denying, but, but there isn't a You're reason, right. though. You know, like, in this, he's been in the public. It, that's a major accomplishment. I know maybe the last 10, 15 years he hasn't been. No. But, um, you know, for a grand majority of our life, he's been he really a has. movie star. But hasn't he had, he's had, like, gaps, though. He has. Because he's he more before. than you think. They are, right. Because, like, look who's talking. The third one ends in, like, 92. Two years later, he's in Pulp Fiction. Listen to what you're talking about. I know, but I mean, these are movies we were covering our show. That's true. Like, well, That's true. I'm not saying it's art. I'm just saying it's he's in the he's in the he's a movie star. He's not even that good looking. I don't understand. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand like the love affair with Travolta. I'm still I'm still like my brain still isn't right from face off. Like I don't no. I don't understand how this is. A I'm thing. glad you felt that way about it. Just like it me because horrible. if you like that movie, I. I would have gone right back to my night sound, my nightstand table, and grab my forty-five oh, yeah, and like, take him. That's a bad thing. <laughs> that's not it's a bad thing. Dramatic. I'm just saying, like, it would have, it would have, it would have broken my heart a little bit if you liked that movie. I would have been like, if you would have found redeeming qualities of that movie, I would have been like, what are we, what are we? No, doing? that movie. We terrible. can't even talk to, anymore. To, to want to kill yourself is, for watching Animal House. That's it's a, a joke. But 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 Face Off is so bad, and so many people like it. For a bad joke, when you're making worse jokes, is is also that's bad on par. It's not. All right, let's end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see you soon. Bye.